Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the School Cup. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast fun hit of sport for Wednesday, the 8th of March. Today, life's a pitch as India and Australia prepare for battle in the fourth and final test, how Ed Sheeran forced an MCG makeover, and an NBA young gun suspended because of waving a gun. But first... We're only one round into the new NRL season, but already Sharks captain Wade Graham is set for a stint on the sidelines. Oh, Ali! Hammond holds on to it. Wade Graham trying to inspire his team. One round in, it's the biggest hit I've seen for some time. My God, that is... How has he held on to it? Graham delivered a second-half tackle that rocked South's Davy Moali and met a Tuesday night date with the NRL judiciary. Although Wade and the Sharks' brains trust had a plan. Wade and his lawyer are currently trying to get their reckless high tackle charge reduced to at best a careless. So they're trying to argue that it was not reckless his hit on Davey Moali and Wade himself has just addressed the panel and quite interesting part of his argument he brought up was his recent history with serious concussions saying that because of that he cannot tackle low and he now has to aim for the ball which in this case was unfortunately being carried higher than usual. Graham could have accepted an early guilty plea on a reckless high tackle charge and taken a three-week suspension, but instead he put his case to the judiciary. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. So let's check in and see how Graham's roll of the dice played out. Snake eyes. Sorry. Yes, unfortunately for Graham, the NRL judiciary decided that the tackle was indeed reckless and as such, he'll miss the Sharks' next four games against the Eels, Raiders, Dragons and Warriors. Graham was accepting of the punishment but did make a point that the judiciary has now set the bar for what's constituted as a reckless tackle and that he'd be keeping an eye on the consistency with which other incidents are judged this year. I will keep my eye on you. Tomorrow, Australia and India play out the fourth and final test of what has been a truly engrossing series on the subcontinent. It's been a fascinating one. The series has been plagued by attention on the questionable pitches prepared for the first three tests by the local curators, with the third test in indoor receiving a rare poor rating from the ICC. It's not very good. And the intrigue is set to continue. Firstly, with Indian Cricket's controlling body, the BCCI, set to challenge the poor rating given to the third test pitch. And secondly, with reports that the curators at the Ahmedabad Stadium allegedly having prepared three possible pitches for Indian coach Raul Dravid to select from for the fourth and final test. While none of the pitches are expected to be as spin-friendly as the controversial third test pitch, the series is expected to reach fever pitch on the first day of the final test, with Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese both expected to be on hand at the event on a day the record for the largest single-day attendance at a test match looks set to be broken. The current record was set on the opening day of the Boxing Day test match in the 2013 Ashes series at the MCG with 91,000 turning up. But tomorrow, as many as 100,000 are expected to come through the gates at a stadium with a 132,000 seat capacity. But regardless of how many people actually turn up, I'm just hoping our man Albo doesn't have himself a Donald Trump moment when it comes to talking about the Indian cricketers. This is the country where your people cheer on some of the world's greatest cricket players from Suchin Tendulkar to Virat Kohli. Eight days from now, Richmond and Carlton will open the 2023 AFL season in front of an expected blockbuster crowd at the MCG, the Cathedral of Sport. But right now, the Church of Football is in ruins. And there's only one person to blame. I'm in love with the shape of you. F***ing Ed Sheeran.
British superstar Ed Sheeran has rocked the MCG, breaking the record for most tickets sold to a single concert. Wasn't it sensational? Sure it was, Carlos, but the 110,000 people that turned up to bop along to Ed's soft rock hits and the extra 100,000 that turned up the following night for the second show as well as all the heavy machinery required to set up the stage for the gig have left the hallow turf of the G looking more like a graveyard. All right, well, it doesn't look great. But never fear, as Jay Clark from the Herald Sun reports that the MCG ground staff are currently in the middle of laying 10,000 square metres of new turf, paid for by the concert promoters, mind you, as the MCG receives a timely makeover ahead of the new AFL season. Yay, makeovers! I love makeovers. And the renovation rescue won't end there, with the Adelaide Oval set for a similar grass lift before it hosts the Round 1 game between Port and Brisbane, with Ed Sheeran having played a show and presumably destroyed the turf there last night. I hate that guy. For those who don't know the name Ja Morant... Morant against McConnell. Pick and roll. Morant! Oh! My word! Holy cow! Morant is one of the most dynamic young stars in the NBA right now, and his athleticism and offensive prowess have not only made the Memphis Grizzlies relevant, it's also made them the current number two seed in the Western Conference and put them on track for a deep playoffs run. But right now, Morant is nowhere to be seen. And for good reason. The Memphis Grizzlies have suspended all-star guard John Morant for at least two games, while the league investigates a video shared on his Instagram Live early Saturday morning. In it, Morant is flashing what appears to be a gun inside a nightclub, holding it to the side of his face. Yeah, Morant is not only being looked at by the league over his behaviour, he's also being investigated by Colorado police over his little gun show, because while Colorado is, weirdly, an open-carry state, which means you can openly carry a gun, it is still illegal to possess a firearm under the influence of alcohol. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's drunk. Morant has issued an apology to his family, his teammates, his coaches and fans, saying he does take full responsibility for his actions. The 23-year-old also says he's going to take some time to get help and learn better methods of dealing with stress. So it seems that Morant is set to sit out until he can find a better way to deal with stress than waving guns around in nightclubs on social media. And while athletes playing with firearms is in no way funny, the irony of this whole situation is that the nightclub the incident occurred in is called, wait for it, Shotgun Willies. So that's funny. That's funny. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.